Happy Monday and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your stock geek. Today is Monday, January 9th, 2023. U.S. stocks are bouncing once again. The S&P's up 1.2%, the NASDAQ up 2.2%, and the Russell Index up 1.2%. That follows last week in which the S&P was up over 1%, the NASDAQ was up about a percent, and the Russell Index was up 1.6%. European indices last week also finished nicely in the green, up anywhere between 3 and 6%, and also Chinese stocks had a robust week last week as well. So stocks are in optimistic mode, at least here at the beginning of the year. We're also seeing a little bit of movement up on the commodity side with crude up almost 2%, natural gas bouncing 9%, and copper, the industrial metal, up 3% on optimism over the Chinese reopening. We're also seeing yields down about four to five basis points across the U.S. yield curve, so that's giving stocks more room to run here today. And even crypto is seeing a little bump with Bitcoin up a couple percentage points over the last 24 hours and Ethereum up 4% today. Checking in on some of the individual gainers and losers today, we see strength in a lot of the tech sectors today, as well as alternative energy, EVs, real estate, all doing pretty well. High beta stocks, of course, bouncing nicely too. And we do have a software buyout announcement, Duck Creek Technologies DCT up 46% after Vista Equity Partners, the private equity firm, announced that they'd be acquiring the company for $19 a share. DCT had been trading around $12 prior to the acquisition announcement. However, DCT went public just two and a half years ago at $40 a share. So unless you bought in recent weeks in months, you might not have done so well, but of course shares up nicely here over the past couple of sessions. Coinbase stock also bouncing 17% today on the crypto strength. ChargePoint, QuantumScape both up 12 to 14%. Tesla also bouncing 8% and the EV sector broadly bouncing as I mentioned. Real estate stocks like Zillow Group and Redfin up 9 to 10% today. Lyft, a nice bounce there, up 9% today. AMD and NVIDIA out of the semiconductor sector both up 7% today, although I'd probably be a little bit more cautious on those stocks here, just given the fact that we've heard about weakening in the data center segments and the PC markets recently, and we have TSMC reporting earnings on Thursday. The largest semiconductor fab company will give us a read into some of the real-time supply and demand trends, and I don't think they're going to be very good if we are going by some of the other companies like Micron that have reported recently. So I don't think it's going to be a great couple of quarters here for semi-companies. The market may be willing to look past the near-term weakness, but I'd be a little bit cautious, particularly with NVIDIA, which is trading at a pretty high valuation relative to some of the other semi-stocks still. On the loser side in stocks today, Lululemon would be one that I would call out. It's down 9% after they pre-announced results for the retail holiday season. Their results were basically in line with expectations, which is kind of a disappointment for Lulu, which is used to beating expectations. I think that's why the stock's down. Margins came in a little bit light relative to analyst expectations, although sales still relatively robust there for Lulu. Had a pretty good holiday season overall, up 25% year over year. We also see some notable losers in biotech. Biotech is an area where we're seeing a lot of big winners and big gainers this month leading up to the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference. Looking at the macro calendar this week, there are a few things to highlight. Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, will be speaking Tuesday in Sweden. He'll be speaking mostly about central bank independence, so we may or may not get anything around monetary policy there. However, a big key report on Thursday comes out with the CPI data, the inflation data for the U.S. will be out Thursday. And then we also have big banks like J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citigroup, all reporting their earnings for Q4 on Friday. That will kick off the earnings season. The bulk of earnings season probably won't really swing into gear until late January, early February, but we do have some early large companies like the banks reporting starting on Friday and moving into next week. Personally, I always find it interesting to tune in to the bank earnings and read the conference call transcripts to get an idea of how the banks are seeing the overall domestic and global economy. 
what the trends are like in both business and consumer credit. So those are really helpful for getting more data points as to how the economy is performing. So as we look at the calendar over the next few weeks, we have that key CPI data out on Thursday. The Fed meeting looms large at the end of January. They will actually make their monetary policy decision on February 1st. So the Fed really gets one more look at inflation data before they have to decide what they'll do in February. The market is currently pricing about an 80% chance that the Fed only hikes 25 basis points, about a 20% chance they hike 50 basis points. Now, what's interesting is when you look at the time frame after that, the Fed doesn't meet again until late March, and they'll get two more CPI data releases, they'll get two more ISM manufacturing releases, and they will get two more non-farm payroll reports, the jobs reports data. So they'll have a lot more data for the March meeting than they will for February. My guess is what could happen is we could see that 25 to 50 basis point hike at the February meeting. But then by the March meeting, the Fed will actually be pausing, assuming that the economy is still on this trajectory of weakening and also inflation remains on the cooling path. So corporate earnings is going to be the big X factor, I think, beyond February 1st. The other thing to watch when companies report here in the next couple of weeks is going to be guidance. What are they seeing heading into Q1 of 2023? What are earnings declines going to look like? Of course, we do have analysts forecasting about a 3 to 5% decline in corporate earnings across the S&P for Q1. And might it be worse than that? Well, we'll have to stay tuned to find out. As earnings season heats up, I'll have more earnings previews as well as earnings coverage. I'll call out the big highlights and trends that I'm seeing in the various reports. So stay tuned for that as well. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for Monday. I hope you have a great start to your week. I'll see you all tomorrow. Cheers. 